It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. This is the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. And I'm Ed Huglin, your host for today's program. I'll be joined today in a moment by Dr. Franco Musio, a true American patriot. The doctor is in the house. I'll speak with the doctor about my problem and seek his insights about my problem and medical expertise about being a male lesbian. The issues surrounding the progressive push of transgenderism, drag queen shows, and minor attracted people, which I refer to as child rapists, and their perverse abuse of a real medical issue to advance a political agenda and fiction over fact in their increasingly disturbing trend to mutilate children and deny parents any rights to protect their own children. I'll speak with Dr. Musio about Progress's efforts to leverage the use of a true mental illness and affliction to drive cultural deviance, groom and abuse our children, and undermine the cultural norms and governance of our republic. We will, in short, discuss trans-socialism, as this is but one issue being used by the radical progressives to drive false narratives in their quest for absolute power and subjugation. This is part of the ongoing domestic cognitive war. It's critical to understand how this specific issue, transgenderism, is being used to conduct and advance the progressives' thirst for power because it relates to how they're doing other issues. And so we'll take a look at that. I'm here to bring you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear, and seek to bring unique insights on the issues of today to help you understand the domestic cognitive war and the global cognitive war. But with a strategic perspective today, Dr. Musio will provide us insights on the following areas, the biological medical underpinnings of transgenderism, the serial statistics and surveys of a number of LGBT people in the US and worldwide, and then we'll do some commentary and opinion on the progressive Orwellian attempts to define the abnormal as normal. Let me introduce my guest, Dr. Franco Musio, Besides being a true American patriot and part of my ongoing series on American Patriot series, he is a well-known internal medicine physician specializing in the field of nephrology, kidney diseases. He's an associate professor, enjoys teaching, writing, and is a senior associate chief medical correspondent and enjoys consulting and caring for the complex for complex patients. The NASA security hour is the tip of the spear and the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The NASA Security Hour features intelligence analysts, military experts, and other experts presenting the tough conversations and hard-nosed reality checks that American people need to hear in order to fully understand the true picture of the evolving status of U.S. NASA security. We bring specific NASA security and other relevant expertise to discuss how ideology, religion, and issues are being used as the ways to undermine a republic. The means by which they do this encompass a variety of functional areas, such as economics, politics, education, etc. But the ongoing domestic cognitive war is real. It is the existential threat to our nation. With that, Dr. Musio, welcome over you to discuss the biological 
medical underpinnings of transgender. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ed. You know, I I I laugh and I was laughing about the male lesbian because it's it's hilarious. But but unfortunately, it's it's very true. And to your point, my goodness gracious, it, it brings out superb points, which I'm gonna focus on in our, our our last segment. And you know, you talk about cognitive warfare, and, and I I I would extrapolate this to the whole world, to be very honest with you. But um, let me let me talk about first the biologic. Let me talk about the medical aspects, and, and then we can we can extend that to to social commentary and such, and what's going on in our country and other countries. Now, for years, many years, the scientific community has been trying to. I call it the biologic holy grail. I, I call that of the origins, the source as to why why are human beings transgender or or do they become transgender? No, I don't think so. I, I think they're actually born that way. Not only are they born that way, I think in utero, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and, and then you could say homosexual, bisexual, and possibly everything in between. In my opinion, there is not everything in between. We'll talk about that later. But, but there is, and, and it's coming out more and more, biological medical aspects of um, why individuals are, some are, very small percentage are transgender. So um, l- let me start with very simple things. The biologic sex at birth in utero. It's not, not synonymous with gender. I, although it is for me, it is for the vast, uh, the majority of people out there in the world. But sex, male or female, most humans have 23 pairs of chromosomes, total of 46. One half from the father, one half from the mother. The 23rd pair is the sex chromosomes, or are the sex chromosomes, XX for female, XY for male. Now, we have, going back to biology, you know, in high school uh, or or even grade school, primary sex characteristics. These are features present at birth that, um, for example, comprise our external genitalia for boys, penis, testes, scrotum, and the internal genitalia for girls, the ovaries and, and uterus. There are secondary sex characteristics during puberty for males, growth of pubic and facial hair, voice deepens, females, developments of the breasts. Uh, You have the hips widen, pubic hair develops. There are differences in psychological makeup. They vary quite a bit, even, even objectively. Now, the brain, and this is actually fascinating. There is a masculinization and a feminization of our brains, respectively. So the brain anatomy, the brain structure, the neural pathways, the neuroanatomic links, these are microscopic, the neurohormonal links, they vary between a male and a female. The that's gender very, aspect. Uh, so, sorry for ahead. interrupting, Franco. No, no, please. That's fascinating. So you're saying, so a couple it of is. things is that at birth, there's biological sex, but it's not necessarily synonymous with the gender? That is correct. Now, it is for, as I said, the vast, vast, vast majority of us. Not everyone. And I'll tell you why in a second here. And yeah, this, one other this quick is, thing that I'd like to highlight, please, though, is, is that very important please. is that uh, as, as a part of this program, this program is not meant to disparage transgenders in any no, way, shape, or form. Hardly, hardly. The, the intent no. here is to highlight how that small percentage minority who have that affliction or issue, okay, are being leveraged and used and abused across yes. society. Right. But all people, 
regardless of their sexual orientation, belief, so all people deserve to be treated with respect. Absolutely. And that's just basic conservative values, is that that's Absolutely. why we have an independence in American stuff. But uh, sorry for interrupting. Back over to you. No, 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 no. Your point is very, very well taken. And and then I will support that as well, based on uh, what I'll tell you here. So the, the gender is more qualitative, qualitative aspects of the sex, which again, we, we, we think of as synonymous, but, but not all the time. So there are um, behaviors, traits, um, self-representation, what we, me as a man, so my wife as a woman, um, understands herself as. There are interests, roles, characteristics. Sometimes they, they meld with each other. They, they blend with each other. But, but there are more typical of males or females. So boys, as an example, boy, little boys. You go to the playground. What do you see in the playground? Well, boys like to play maybe soldiers, police officers, aggressors. They, they play with uh, plastic weapons, although now I guess they don't have plastic weapons out there on uh, the grade school, grade school areas where they play. Playground girls, baby dolls, playhouses, maternal roles, uh, more, more nurturing roles. But, but yes, that there, there is a, a, an, inter, an intersection of this. There are girls who love to play with guns. There are boys that, I don't, I don't know, they stay at they play staying at home and then they use the guns at home. I, I don't know now, but, but let me get into gender dysphoria because this is kind of the meat and the potatoes of the issue. Um, the, the DSM three. So the diagnostic and statistical manual of psychiatric behavior uh, or psychiatric uh, abnormalities. It, it, it's been adjusted, which I think rightfully so. So what gender dysphoria is defined as is a, a, psychologically, Whereas transgenderism uh, is in which there's distress or psychological pain in an individual due to a discrepancy between the biologic sex and one's identity. There's an incongruence there. There's a dichotomy. So there, um, and this leads to the true biology, the true biology, which is being on a daily basis, discoveries are being made on this. So, there is a dichotomy there, as I mentioned before, there's a difference. There's a neuroanatomical difference and gross structural difference between a man and a woman. And again, it leads to the, the biology of transgenderism. So let me just start with some things microscopically. So, so you're hyper- saying an inside, uh, so, so, so quickly to interrupt you, Dr. Dr. Yep. Franco, is, so you're saying is, is we're born there's a small percentage of us who uh, anatom- neurologically, neurologically mm-hmm. in the brain, their brain is potentially wired in a slightly different manner than that is leads to this different gender dysphoria. The, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. But the let's, let's look at this. The first trimester is when a, a boy or a girl, male, female, has the uh, gonadal development. That's the first trimester in utero. It's the second trimester when these neuroanatomic pathways become uh, formed, if you will. And these are basically what determine the masculinization and the feminization. So the thought is there really isn't anything wrong per se with the biology okay, the hormonal biology of the brains, but there is a disconnection 
between the formation of the gonads, okay, testes for yeah. male and ovaries for women or girls, between the first and the second trimester, which is really, really fascinating. And what's been found is this, is that you kind of ironically, but in males, in males, there are a series of genes. Now they found 19 genes with variants of the genes. And what they find is these estrogen signaling pathways are activated before birth or during the third trimester and shortly after birth. So in males, okay, in males, biologic males, there typically is this estrogenization. In other words, a neural pathway estrogen effect, which determines the inner structures and the forming, because when, when you're born, you still don't have all neuronal pathways formed, the forming yeah. of, of a male brain. And, and the opposite, in a female, you do not have these estrogen pathways, ironically, uh, occurring. Now, it's been found among biological females, okay, biological females, typically the estrogenization does not occur. But the theory is that let's say a biologic male, biologic male who okay. um, has typically has activation of this may not, may not. So you're born with the male genitalia, but in fact, your brain is not a masculinized brain. It's a feminized brain or the antithesis, the opposite. A biological female may have actually activation of this pathway later on, okay, in utero or right after birth. And it, and it leads to gender dysphoria because there's actually masculinization of the brain. So, so there's a disconnection between this first trimester gonadal development and second, trim, uh, second trimester and third trimester, and shortly after birth, uh, neuroanatomic pathway uh, stimulation by, by, or hormonal, I should say, neural hormonal pathway. So this has been found. And, and in fact, the transgenders have yes. the brain structure and function of the gender they identify with, meaning opposite to their biological sex. And they're showing neuroimaging studies and functional imaging, neuroimaging studies, that this is actually what happened. Go ahead, Frankel. I apologize sure. for the short interruption there. Not, not at all. Not at all. So the bottom line is we have, a, a, there's a, a dichotomy or, or a separate, there's a separate phenomenon between separation between our biologic sex and our mat, the masculinization or and or, or or not yeah, feminization of the brain and and there that link, although it's usually coordinated in the vast majority of times, may not be coordinated. So there's nothing wrong with the brain. It's just there are there is not a, an appropriate connection, if you will, between uh, the feminization masculinization versus the gonadal development. And, so that's and very interesting. So it, basically, yeah, yeah, if, some, yes. if someone has this issue here, they're going to have a certain types of feeling stuff regardless. It's just, it's, it's innate in them. So they're born this way mm -hmm. and it's maybe slightly wired differently, but yes. it causes them to actually think in other aspects here. I could see where that would be right. extremely conflicting because right. uh, before we go to break, is, is that 
this, this can start to explain, at least to me, is why is there such a high percentage of attempted suicide rates amongst those with transgender, uh, transgenderism? It's right. because I could see with this mental confliction yep. that's causing that significant thing. But this is a great discussion because most Americans, myself included, probably have no clue about this. And so they think that this is some sort of, uh, and some people actually think this is some sort of sexual deviancy stuff, whereas yeah. that's not the case, what you're saying here. What the problem no. here is, is the no. wiring in the brain. And much like anybody's born black or born white or whatever right. else, right. Okay, these other issues are, are coming into play here. So yeah. that's a very fascinating aspect of this whole discussion. Uh, when we come back from break, we'll, we'll talk about the next aspect here, some ser serial statistics and surveys of the number of LGBT people in the United States and worldwide. But as we go to break, our listeners can listen to our shows on the National Security Hour. They play weekdays, every weekday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the America Out Loud talk radio network. They're heard on iHeartRadio Network, our world-class media player, and awesome applications on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Those links can be found on the homepage of AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be right back. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait. We wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'm your host for today, Ed Hugland, and with me today is Dr. Franco Musio. We're discussing trans socialism and how the progressive radical left is using this rare biological issue of transgenderism in a weaponized fashion to upset, undermine and upset a republic. But as I was talking with Franco during the break, 
He says it's much more that's going to be coming out about this. Do you want to talk about that a little bit first before we go into sure, the statistics? Sure. So the scientific community is, is just right now embracing embracing this phenomenon, this, again, biology, biological fact of, um, yeah, of, of these pathways, these neuronal pathways. And not only that, basically everything comes down to genes and everything in life comes down to genetic makeup. And, and the, we're scratching the surface in terms of the knowledge base that there are now X number of many, many genes. There, there is not a transgender gene, one gene. No, there's hundreds and hundreds, like hypertension, high blood pressure, yeah. or you name it. It's not one gene. You're talking about hundreds, maybe thousands of genes all interconnected with each other in unusual ways. Well, this is what we're talking about as well with gender or gender identification, masculinization or feminization of the brain and its association or lack of association between the, the biologic sex, the gonads. And uh, yeah, it is fascinating. So, so really on that real is. quick is, so what I find interesting here is, the, so you have this real biological and, and neurological issue that, that with the wiring and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I'm thinking is in some cases, like some of these swimmers, for example, these biological males, all right, uh, as well as some of these other people who are actually biological males, mm -hmm. they then identify, I think, as female and yeah. I think some of them actually don't have any of this whatsoever, but they That's use correct. the auspices of this whole issue to then undermine women and women's sports and advances we yeah. have made through this whole aspect here. So we'll come You're back to that right. at probably last in the last segment. But yeah. it's I think, you know, this is where you take, uh, no pun intended, the perversion of this issue it, it is. is truly disgusting because you, you're adding to the complexity and the concerns of the small population who is actually transgender, who has this medical neurological issue yep. that have enough problems dealing with it on their own. And then you're seeing in our military services and stuff and other places that they want to push to have these people who have this issue put in this more senior leadership spots and stuff like that, much as they right. want the first black, the first white, but yeah. why would you want to do that to someone who has an 85% chance they're going to try to commit suicide because they have mental issues with the complexity of what they're dealing with already? Right. That's the last thing you want to do, I would think, is add to that stress and stuff by then putting them in, into token roles and subjecting them to all sorts of other pressures. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Ed. I agree with you um, to a certain extent, not 100%, but I do. Um, it, and in fact, it's not these individuals faults it's like some no some people are born with i don't know no no well back in the thalidomide era no no arms but but other other anatomical defects and, and it's no fault of their own that they have anatomical defects other than transgenderism yeah, yeah. and or, i mean look at um you know we could go on and on on that but yes there is a bastardization, so to speak, of this true biological phenomenon into social issues, uh, um, placing even people who are not transgender, yeah, or, 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 and I'm going to talk about this in a second here, um, people who are not transgender, but thinking, oh, maybe I am, maybe I am. And, and, and so they're being influenced psychologically. And, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, so let me go into some statistics. And, and these are very, very interesting. Now, statistics 
you know, you, you talk about political poll, polls, surveys, how scientific are they really? Well, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But when there's trends, that's important to follow. So U.S. population now is what? About 337 million people. Of the adults, about 260 million. And then the world, there, there's over 5 billion people. There are, what, 3.5 billion adults. Now, let's go back to the late 1940s, early 1950s. I don't know if you remember this name, Kinsey, the Kinsey Report. And what this individual did, an incredibly smart researcher, came down with this 10% of all men, biologic men are homosexual, 5% of all biologic women are heterosexual. They didn't have the transgender thing back then. And then they had this scale of exclusive, exclusively heterosexual or not exclusive. Right. Fast forward 2011, the Williams Institute, UCLA School of Law. And they, they tried to be as nonpartisan as possible. Partisanship is going to come down later a little bit. So they said 0.3% of all adults in 2011 were transgender. So 800,000. 0.3%. Now, this was 2011. Yeah. And, and what's that number? 2011 is 0.3%. What was that total number? Yeah. Yeah. 800,000 of adults. Of adults. Yes. 0.3%. Now, Go, go to that five years after that, 2016, it doubled, 0.6%. 0.6% now, or at that point, are claiming to be transgender, 1.4 million. Then, go to, go to last year, the Pew Research, as 1.6% of all adults are transgender, or 4.16 million, okay? But, but they also added this, or, or non-binary. So what the hell is non-binary? <laughs> you know, so, so that, that kind of uh, contaminates the data. So let me just stick with the transgender because- well, well, on, on that real quick. Yeah. So within just, a, within just 10 years, it went more than fourfold right. based on statistics. But this, That's this is, as we're getting into the last part, this is the, where the, the subtle narratives that the left uses because there's no way in Hades that biologically, all of a sudden, you've had a biological That's right. uh, That's right. dysfunction across the human race. That's correct. That is expanded as fourfold. Gets even better than that, Ed. Gets even better than that. Look at the demographics, okay? So the, de <laughs> the demographics support exactly what you're saying. And, and let's stick with Pew Research. Let's stick with that. So the demographics are, so far, among 20 to 26-year-olds, okay, 3.1% identify as transgender. Now, get a little more mature than that, 27 to 31-year-olds, 0.5%. So there, there's a six-fold decrease in people who, who identify as transgender among that age group. Then go to 50-plus years old, 0.3%. Right. So, so there, and not only with that, the LGBT um, ratios, if you will, among the age demographics, uh, amazing. So now, now the Generation Z. So the, these are individuals born between 1997. I can't keep up with this. Between 1997 and 2003, I can't. <laughs> Neither can I. I, I don't know. I, I can't. Start with A here. So the media, so the media again or comes up with this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so listen to this. They say that 20.8 percent of those individuals surveyed say that they are LGBT. So not only transgender, lesbian, gay, bisexual, but 
Traditionalist, born before 1946, 0.8% of those are LGBT. So as to this, this supports what you're saying, uh, is it that individuals are now more comfortable coming out of the closet, so to speak, as transgender? Um, or do they reflect a higher amount of transgender that have always existed, have always existed? Or, and, and I, would, I would comment prevalence of not only transgender, LGBT, uh, as we go down the demographic age ladder. So, so real and, quick, Franco, that yeah. is that is extremely fascinating because so part of the ongoing domestic cognitive war, I talk cognitive war of good versus evil, not going mm-hmm. for millennia or more. It deals with the use of narratives and information to influence things. OK, mm-hmm. and as we all know, as Lenin and Mao have both said, give me a generation, I'll change the world. Mm-hmm. And the demographics and statistics you just pointed out, as we all know, young people can be extremely naive and very accepting. And this is where, you know, the progressive radical leftists want to have 16 year olds vote because they know they can manipulate the thought and brains of these younger folks with this type of BS on these types of of narratives. But for the Gen Zers to have 20, almost 21 percent identify as LGBT is just astounding and speaks to how the brainwashing in our schools and education systems has just accelerated. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, I think you're right. And, and what happens, just like you said, but not only that, as you go down the demographic age ladder, what do, not only are they more naive and such, and, and, and no fault of their own. I was naive, believe me. Yeah. I was very naive. And, and I was I was a Democrat, but I changed. Um, so was Charles Krautheimer. I'm going to talk about him in a sec. Did but you as have you to go have down- a sex change for that? Uh, did you have to undergo <laughs> sex change for that? No, 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 no. Okay, no, well, no, 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 no. That's no, 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 no. Our audience who's listening, if you're Democrat, <laughs> just pay attention. You don't have to undergo sex change or some dramatic. No, you don't. You don't procedure. need to do that. You just have no. to pull your head out of your rear orifice, and you can figure figure oh. it out. <laughs> oh my goodness! So as we go down that demographic uh, age ladder, what do they register as mainly? Um, uh, Democrat, okay, Democrat, left, and yeah. and as you go, I, I'm guessing. I don't think there are studies here, but I would gather to say that as you go down that age ladder, demographic ladder, probably they are even more to the left. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm making that comment just off the top of my head, but but I'm guessing that if you just look at all Democrats, all Democrats, yeah, right. So center. Uh, a little bit more to the right, conservative Democrats, because the, there are some, and to the left. I would gather that as you go down this this totem pole of age, that they are even more and more and more to the left. I, I would guess. I would guess. No, but so, that, that's a great point, because what, what you're highlighting is the importance of er, early education and also civics and other aspects. Because mm-hmm. one thing that I've, I've seen recently is, is there's different people posting questions to uh, the Gen Zers. And they says, uh, would you support a party that was the party of slavery? Would you support the party that was mm-hmm. a party that drew policies that destroyed black families and stuff? And they said, well, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And they said, well, what are you? They said, well, I'm a Democrat. Well, I said, yeah. do you realize that this is the Democratic Party? This, this, that right. is the history of the Democratic Party that you're canceling everyone else. And they're stunned. Look on the face. They're stunned. Yeah, I, I right? know. They're stunned. They, they are. They are. And, and I, I, I will say this now you say, you know, Fox, fair and balanced. 
you got to be fair and balanced because there are Republican, there are Republican transgenders. Yes, there, there are. are. There are. Well, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good point. Good point right there. All right. Uh, Charles Krautheimer, you remember Charles Krautheimer. I mean, yes. just a very, very smart guy. And, and yes. likewise, he was a Democrat, belonged to the Democratic Party. But the Democratic Party, when he was in college and medical school, was not, this is a whole nother show, not the same Democratic Party as now. Clearly no. not. But But he said something very interesting. He, he was making a comment of all these uh, schools, um, colleges and surveys about things and how to the left they are. And they said, you know, take these individuals and fast forward 10 years, maybe even 15, 20 years. Let them get a mortgage. Let them <laughs> get married, have children, <laughs> yes, have children yes. and the real life problems of day to day living. And, and let's see what proportion of these individuals actually will vote Republican or, or not change parties, but become much more conservative in their views. And, and does this speak of another aspect of biology, of brain development, of, of you know, uh, among younger people? I don't know. Then look at the whole world. If you look at the whole world, um, then if I go back to my stats here, um, 2%, 2.16% of among 27 countries that were, uh, China is out of this and Russia is, is out of this, are transgender, 2.16%, 0.16% of all adults. So that is 18 years of age and above. Now, statistics sometimes can say what you want them to. They may not be internally valid. There, there, there's a lot of potential contamination of statistics. But there are a lot of people around the world. So do you say that the left, the left, um, it's not only in the United States, definitely not. And in fact, Germany out and Sweden, they outpace the United States in terms of this phenomenon. If you well, so what's interesting there is a couple of things real quick is that, uh, you know, Winston Churchill famously said that, you know, before you're 30, if you're not liberal, you don't have a heart. <laughs> After 30, if you're not conservative, you no longer have a brain, right? But, but it, the, the, the facts and demographics and other material you're bringing to the audience today uh, is critically important because what it highlights for American people is that you can fight any of these issues on ideology, religion, or issues mm -hmm. the radical folks use to fight us and undermine in a republic. And how do you fight that? You fight it by understanding the facts and reality. And as, as Dr. Musio is pointing out here, maybe the statistics you can manipulate back and forth here a little bit, but overall, they're hard to argue with, as well as the biology of this. But back to you, Franco. Mm -hmm. We have about the three minutes before break, but let's, let's, okay. go, let's dig into this more with the statistics. Very interesting. It, they are, and, and, and they're becoming, they're updated. If you wait another year, I, I, I would bet you anything, there's going to be more and more and more. So, are, are these individuals being influenced, you know, in a nutshell, are they being influenced and they truly are not transgender, but they're just sympathetic towards transgenders? Are they completely confused? Do, do they not know? Some of them are completely confused, yes. but they're not transgenders. Okay. So I would, I would argue that the majority of these individuals are not transgenders. They are being influenced 
partly as a result of their age, partly as a result of social pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure, very, very important. Group think, group think. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, among younger people. Yes. Yes. What you're, about? You're exactly right. It's the group think aspect and the yeah. peer pressure aspect drives a lot of people because people tend to be like sheep. They don't want confrontation. Right. And they want to go along, get along. And so right. as these these radical trends come out, right. it's just natural for many of them to follow it. Right. But but Ed, Ed, follow me here. I I I teach students, I teach medical students, and there are some very strong Republican medical students that I come about with very conservative values. But and uh, some may, may really be transgender, but there, there are some that I've identified that are definitely not transgender, but they say they are. So, <clears throat> so I don't think it's purely, purely this phenomenon, a, a left wing. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm with you 110% on that. What, what I was trying to highlight is, is that is in the group thinking stuff like that, it applies across demographics. It applies across yeah. parties yeah. and different ages. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Republicans, they're not immune from a naivete or getting into the groupthink, as we've seen right. as well. But right. the, the point of t today's program in the trans socialism is with the with the biological aspects, neurological aspects and demographics that Dr. Mm -hmm. Musio is bringing us is to highlight that, you know, this is where we need to bring discussions is to the logic, not the emotional. But the right. progressive radical left right. uses the emotional and then starts to then brand censor or, or abuse you and assault you if you don't agree. But it's the same thing as we talked about. A man can be a boy, a, a girl can be a, a, a man. That's, yeah. not, that, that's not reality. But before right. we go to break here, I, I have to uh, tell our audience here, be sure to make sure that AmericaOutloud.com is your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part and share the stories the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. We'll be right back. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, povidone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. 
The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. Today, we have the pleasure of Dr. Franco Musio bringing us a wholly factual and logical-based discussion on trans-socialism and how the issue of transgenderism is being abused by the radical left for a variety of purposes. As we come back into this discussion here, you know, there's a variety of different activities that are coming out there about how the left is using this uh, transgender issue and other things to their advantage. So one senator in particular I'd like to call out is Tommy Tuberville, okay? He has put on hold 158 general officer and flag officers promotions. Now he's doing it, done it for a couple of different reasons, but part of it, a key part of it is stopping the military from going full woke here. And we talked about groupthink here beforehand, but as we come back into the segment, uh, uh, Dr. Musio, uh, what's your yes. perspective on how this issue is being weaponized uh, oh, it is. Back to you. It, it is. It is. So let me go back using our earlier discussion of the biology okay, as a springboard to um, and, and just for a sec, before I get into that part you just mentioned, I, I'm going to talk about a conflation of male and female. All right. So uh, let's say like a blender homogenization of female and male coming out with, with their own definitions, their own reality based upon pure whim. That, that's what I call it. So it's way, way out there. A, a lot of this stuff is so way out there and out of control that it's affecting, like you said, it's affecting the military. It's affecting real life institutions, which are being um, threatened in the United States and around the world. So I'm gonna start with a little example. It's kind of comical, but, but it kind of hits the nail, I think. Okay. Do you remember a few years ago in Seattle, there was a white Caucasian woman, who actually a very, very pleasant, very smart, very nice woman, who said, you know what, I'm black. I am black. Yes, and I remember her, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. And, and, and it wasn't necessarily that she was trying to get, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here, but into a better college or using that to her advantage. She truly, it appeared, was genuine about her uh most of her friends were black and she was espousing uh, a lot of African-American and African ideals and all of that. Yes. And she says, nope, I do not want to be white. I am black. Now, she wasn't black. She was white. So the head of the NAACP in the United States, what he said was this. He says he, he was um, flattered. He was extremely pleasant. And he says, you know, we we greatly greatly appreciate this woman's interest, and uh, we can use all the help we could get. Yes, but you're not black; you're white. That's what she <laughs> said, <laughs> and, and it's true. And and this this kind of touches on on this. So what's happening? I think is you use the word perverted. This is perverted, a bastardization of what we talked about, the biology, and you extrapolate to what's occurring now with this, this acceptance of these acronyms. Honestly, 
do, do you know do you know where I learn about these? I learn about these from the press secretary of the uh, of Biden. So so yeah. use, she used this term LGBTQ1A plus. What the hell is all that? I honestly I can't keep up with it. So there's a growing numbers of these 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 genders, these letters, there's an hysteria. I think there's an hysteria, and which <laughs> well, is one A plus. I guess that you get you get a better grade. Oh, do you know what the plus means? you are or something? Or do you what know the what the plus means? What the heck no, 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 that's not. No, no. You know what I learned? No. The plus. So m- maybe many of my listeners can correct me. The plus means that you're heterosexual. You just want to be cool and you want to be part of this. But but you're heterosexual. Well, that speaks not- to what you said earlier on. The, the demographics of the Gen Zers, 20, well, 21% of them identifying no, as LGBT. No. Well, they, no, no, it doesn't mean that you identify with it. It means that you understand it, accept it, but you don't identify with it. I think, I think, I'm not sure. Well, I could be Okay, well, so, I could so be that's wrong. even. That, sympathetic. That's even, Let's yeah. say sympathetic. So, yeah, so sympathetic. But so that that's part of uh, the brainwashing aspect from my standpoint. It, it, here, yeah, yeah. Once you get someone to agree with something that they know is purely fiction and stated as fact, then you know you have them. You have control of them in the cognitive domain because now you control them mentally mm-hmm. and psychologically. Because once you can manipulate a human being to say yep. black is white and white is black, yep. there's nothing yep. to stop them from getting you to agree to anything else that you put forth. Good point. Good point. So, so there, um, so the hysteria, I guess, and all of that, it, it I think it, it represents an affront to logical reason. It, it, it just does. And, and it's, it's in parallel with what you're talking about, many faces of cognitive warfare, because cognitive warfare doesn't have to be just, you know, you're sitting in the war room of the White House and, you, you know, you're doing this or, or better yet, the work you were doing with the CIA. No. You, you, you can have cognitive warfare threatening the whole fab, many fabrics or parts of society. When you're threatening institutions, you're threatening um, morality, you're threatening ethics, you're, you're threatening religion, you're threatening literature, you're threatening all these hollowed institutions of, of human thought. So the question I have is this, is, is and I, I bring this up, drinking the Kool-Aid. Why do so many people... And, and many, many, many of these people are very intelligent. They're very smart. Yes. But why do they accept abnormal as normal? Why? Um, there is a right and a wrong. There are so there's so many aspects of human psychology, of human yes. nature that that is gray zone. Is great in medicine. In medicine, yes. so many things are not not black and white. There's so much gray in in diagnosing issues and treatments. And by the way, they can change as well in the middle of a diagnosis, in the middle of a treatment. But what's going on psychologically? What's behind it? Or is it groupthink? Or is it more facile swaying of public opinion by virtue of mass media? Has mass media gone out of control? Well, yeah, electronic media has. Or is it the frailty of individual people. I remember my son is now 20, but when he was in grade school, there was this campaign, which was, I think, wonderful. And the campaign was titled Dare to be Different, Dare to be Different. So in other words, they were teaching the kids, look, don't go along with what all the other kids say or think in whatever the issues are, okay, whatever. Um, Think for yourself, think for yourself. Why do so many smart individuals, why do they not do that? 
Now, this is not opinion. You can have your opinion about so many different things and say, well, I think, I think if you do this, I think if you do that, it'll be beneficial for the human race. I think, you know, yeah. raising the debt limit. Well, that, that's a different issue. Raising the debt limit. We don't have a choice on that, unfortunately. Spending less money. Um, but you, you don't have a choice as to true biology or true genetics. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, yes. But it's so, obvious. So part of part of the discussion here then goes back to the cognitive warfare aspect. So right. throughout the last century, the left has fine-tuned the use of ideology, religion, and issues such as transgenderism to do a, a number of things. And the, that the control and the conformity is what they're seeking. Also to undermine the family and the control of the parents and the family and displace the, the parents with the government. And this is where you've seen more and more different teachers union aspects, federal government aspects, and Terry McCullough from Virginia saying the parents don't belong in the classroom. And why is that? It's because they want to undermine the family as the sole unit, the healthy unit, which actually prospers and pushes forth the yeah. be there to be different. So there's a recent Epic Times article that talked about there's a Florida activist group who secretly sent transgender sex change kits to hundreds of children across the country. They, they, the kits were called the Build a Queer Kits. Okay, They contained huh. breast binders, condoms, fake, menage, fake yeah, male yes, genitalia, yes. Yes, okay, yes, called yes. Packers, and taped yes. to bind the genitalia. Okay, yes, Several yes. of those items, very, very potentially harmful, significantly harmful to children. Okay, and the Florida Attorney General called him out on this. It's because, okay, so until recently, the group's giveaways included the trans self-defense kits as well. But this is where these people, in my opinion, okay, as an intel analyst, part of what they're doing here is not only undermining society and the family, but part of this goes to a, a level of grooming. And the more they can normalize these sexual aspects about children, then they can bring it closer and closer to the step of normalizing a pedophilia or what I call the rape of children, okay, yes. and abuse of children. <clears throat> because why else would you have drag queen shows with adult men who are flashing the genitalia in front of kids? Why else would you talk about whether uh, you, uh, your sex and your genitalia to eight and five-year-olds? I mean, yeah. this is, as you said, truly disgusting, but this is where the great concern here is. And so this is, it's fantastic you bring this forward because it is the logic and the facts that we must use to bring sunshine on this so that one is we don't disparage the true folks who are transgender and we actually get them the help they need, okay? Because right. they have a very significant conflict. But the other is Absolutely. we need to call out the people who are actually abusing them Yes. Using them and destroying and further causing their mental anguish as they then add to that pot of oh, complicit. hundred percent, hundred percent correct. hundred percent correct. So as I said, this is a perversion, a, a bastardization of the true biology and, and this hysteria, I call it hysteria. It, it is an hysteria. Now, it, is it to push additional, uh, additional, Oh, thoughts or what have you. In other words, you have these these very very left fringe individuals, and they're doing all this crazy stuff. And, and, and I I would say immoral, unethical, immoral, un, very unethical, very unethical. So is that a platform for um, 
for promoting other issues unrelated to sex within the Democratic Party. I would hope I'm completely wrong. I would hope uh, that there are many, many, many Democrats out there who disagree with all this garbage. I would hope that there are. And I, I, I think they are. I think there's a tremendous amount. I mean, 70 percent of people disagree with where their administration is going. But as you mentioned yeah. a while back, the Democratic Party that we knew has been completely hijacked by a left of far left radical progressives who who I don't recognize the Democratic Party. Of no. Today at all. no, no. And many Democrats don't either. By the way. And, and that's why there there's, uh, you know, many are, are shifting towards being independent and then and then a number of Republicans. You know, you know, let me let me go back to one thing that this is very telling. If you look at the states of the United States, all the different states and these demographics of transgenders, what is the percentage of transgenders, you know, in, in uh, Maine or in California? I guess because I didn't know this. Where do you think is the highest percentage? I think I know what you're going to say of transgenders in the United States. Minnesota. Why Minnesota? Well, I grew up in Minnesota. Prince comes from Minnesota, and the Democratic <laughs> People's Republic of Minnesota has has changed significantly. So that's why I say that. Well, I was I was going to say California, but I was wrong. Of the states, it's Hawaii. Okay, but it's even better than that. It's actually the District of Columbia. So two point two or two point three percent of individuals surveyed in DC. Which is uh, Stone's Store, where I'm, I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Are um, transgender. So, so then look at the look at the administration, the local administration. They're very far left in D.C. Is there a parallel or is there an association there? Yes. Well, I obviously, think. yeah. Well, yes, because you go back to the of education course. aspect in the District yes. of Crime, which is what I call D.C. Now, uh-huh. in the District of Crime, their education system gets more money but has the worst ratio of graduates and other stuff. And yet they deny a whole, whole nother subject. They deny uh, charter school and education school right. to uh, uh, poor minority black and white children. Why? Because right. it goes back in my opinion to the control aspect here. And so mm-hmm. one, one other quick note here, I'd like to get your take on. So they, and we talk about people identifying as transgender and stuff. So there was a Texas man, who was sentenced to 60 years in prison for filming himself raping, repeatedly raping a seven-year-old girl. Okay. Now this guy, after he was convicted, then said he's transgender. So now here's this rapist male. Mm -hmm. He's using the auspices of this type of argument to then be Mm -hmm. put in a female prison. And we've seen this happen a number of different times. So now those male inmates who call themselves transgender just by their own verbal definition, not anything biological or neurological at all. Right. It right. goes in and is allowed to rape and, and, and mutilate and other disgusting. people. I mean, it'd right. be completely disgusting, but this is the type of stuff right. we need to call out. I think. Absolutely. Of- this is the bastardization. This is the, this is when you get into this. I mean, this is an extension of that. Uh, this perversion is that you, you have a whole series of crimes uh, based on this person who is not transgender. How about this? Do you remember a few years ago in Los Angeles that this individual was a male and he did not say he was transgender? All right. All he said was, I identify as a female. I identify yeah. as a female. He went into the female locker room of a gym and stayed there and was, was watching everybody. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. And he didn't even say he was transgender. All he said was he identified as a woman, meaning 
he didn't want a sex change operation. He was you no, know, you're exactly right. And this is where in a previous program here, I, I called myself a male, black, female, lesbian <laughs> for the same purposes. The same thing as a yes. Tennessee legislature. And so the Supreme Court Justice of the United States can't identify herself as a woman. So how how can she? I, I don't know what she herself? identifies. I, she couldn't answer the question. But and that's pretty answer. sad. Yes. Oh, she, she, she didn't want she didn't want to answer it. She didn't that's, want to that's answer pretty it. sad. It is very sad. And so so how can we then believe that she's actually even black? Because if biology, if biology matters not. Now, I can be black, white, female, male, transgender, whatever I want. But this is the absurdity of the discussion here. Now, I'm sorry that, that we have to end this discussion here today, Dr. Musio, but I want to. We, could, sure we could go on and on. It. We I, could I, go on and on. And, and we'll look to bring yeah. you back because as part of the American uh, Patriots series, love to. I think your medical insight here and expertise is, is most welcome to help us understand aspects. So I'd like to thank Dr. Musio for joining us today. It's been an educational and provocative discussion. If you wish assistance, with consultations in the field of nephrology, that's kidney disease, or internal medicine, you can email Dr. Musio at frmusio at gmail.com, frmusio at gmail.com. You can also find Dr. Musio on SEEK, an expert witness website as well. You, if you wish to, he is also streaming on programs such as station WVGB 97.5 FM, in Beaufort, South Carolina. Dr. Musio participates in the station and you can get directions for that at codewatch at gmail.com. All this will go along with the podcast after the radio program here plays and this information will be available there for you. You can hear me on the National Security Hour and other military experts at 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. I'm usually on on Tuesdays. I'll tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.